You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's message is an audio conversation with John Regeer discussing sexual abuse. This is part two of four. Uh, I'd like to just share with you the steps that I use. First of all, we accept the fact that a person has been damaged without judging them. Um, about a third of the people coming in that have been sexually abused, someone has judged them or attacked them for being sexually abused and blamed them for it. We have to be careful that we don't do that. What we want to do is we want to understand and care about what happened to them, and we want to help them understand what sexual abuse does to them and how it changes them, and then help them resolve that through prayer by leading them to Jesus with the result that they can be free from that. People that use that I use based on Scripture, and the, the basis of that is prayer and allowing Jesus to heal that, they'll lose 80% of their pain, and uh, I do about 40 of those every year, um, where individuals come to me, whether men or women, who have been sexually abused, and I help them understand uh, what happened to them, why it, how it affects them, and I lead them in a prayer and encourage them that they can be free from that, and they get actually care about that. That really makes a big difference in the fact that they don't have to carry the rest of their life by themselves. Does that answer your question? Any more questions in regard to that? We need to care about the, the victim because um, sexual abuse is something you can't talk about. And uh, with 40% of women, that's almost one out of every two being sexually abused as a church and as believers. We need to be caring about those individuals and helping them rather than uh, just leaving them alone to suffer in their pain. Uh, and that's why I think we need to care about them. All right. We're on the phone with Mr. John Regeer, Caring for the Heart Ministries, and there's 83 callers. So if you have a question, go ahead. I'm wondering how you could help someone that you are suspicious of having been abused by someone and has maybe put a threat on that they may not tell anyone or something major will happen. And I'm suspicious that this person's abuser still lives. Okay, I'll try and answer your question. If I don't answer correctly, just re-ask the question. One of the problems when someone sexually abuses, they almost always threaten the person never to tell. The perpetrator will tell the victim that. If you tell, um, you're going to be sorry for that. And they pressure that. And uh, what you can do as a person is if you suspect they've been sexually abused, is just to care about them and say, I want to help you resolve your issues and try and gain their trust. Uh, a person like that who's been threatened with their life, if they tell anybody, uh, cared for and understood, they have to be willing to, to tell you that information, and you may have to protect the individual. All right. Does anyone else have a question that you'd like to ask Mr. Pierre? Uh, Mr. John, I have a question. Are, are girls more often faced with sexual abuse than boys, and, and if so, why? 
girls <clears throat> are sexually abused at 40% of girls are sexually abused and 20% of guys. Um, probably it's because guys often uh, take advantage of girls more than girls would take advantage of guys. And often guys are sexually abused by other boys. Um, and that happens less often. More often you have women um, taken advantage of by other men because of their lusting. John, uh, this is Joe. I, I uh you said something that just really caught my attention, and that was that Christians are more apt to get involved in pornography more so than non-Christians, and I find that devastating. And I guess I, I don't know if you have an answer to why or not, but I, I'm curious why that is or if you know why. Well, one of the problems with uh, people's moral issues Usually moral addictions come because a person never been loved and that need for love gets connected to pornography or lust or they've been emotionally damaged and they cover their pain by lust or they've been sexually abused and that leads to the moral failure. Um, and what we do in our office when a person comes with a moral addiction where they're taking advantage of others or involved in pornography or sexual activities is we look at the emotional need, whether that was met in childhood. At this point in my counseling practice, every person that's come in that's had pornographic addiction or homosexual addiction was never connected to emotionally with the result that every time they're lonely, now that they've been exposed to pornography, let's say at 14, um, every time they're lonely, they're lusting uh, to try and meet that emotional need. When people understand that and we resolve that pain through prayer, um, that turns around. I just had a case this week that way where they no longer need that lust to meet their emotional need. Somebody is loving them and caring for them. And so... My, my personal feeling is that in the last 40 years or so, not only have we seen an increase in the availability of pornography and other um, sexual sinful activities, but emotionally we haven't focused on children being loved by their family, by their father and mother, and emotionally many children grow up not feeling love or being damaged through anger in the home or other things that actually become the momentum that keeps going if that's not resolved. And uh, when I'm sitting in my office and I see the amount of pain people are carrying and I see the problems of sexual abuse and emotional damage people have, uh, often that becomes a cycle. And answering your question, why does the Christian community uh, get more involved? My guess is that Christians, when they're home, um, don't participate much in pornography because her wife is there and she will notice that. But when he gets away, like in a motel room, um, he goes and feeds on it. Um, and so you have a greater level of participation among Christians because they're hiding that sin, but they're still participating in it uh, in secret. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. You're welcome. So I had a question then. How would you suggest that pastors deal with this issue with their congregation in order to address it? Would preach about it? Or? Well, yeah, I think there's an, an appropriate way to talk about moral issues because if we don't talk about it, uh, we're not going to help the people that are in our churches. In, in the seminars I've, I've done, and you have to understand it's easier for me in a seminar to talk about it than a pastor because I'm not the pastor and I don't have to stay there. But I think a pastor needs to communicate honestly 
what the Bible says and what the consequences of sexual immoral activity are. And I think we have to share the damage that um, sexual activity does to couples uh, in a relationship. Like I have 17 in the book I produced on premarital counseling. There are 17 consequences a couple will experience if they're premaritally involved. And I think young people in high school need to be taught those things so they know how to say no to sexual activity. And they need to be helped with that because if they're ignorant, they're just going to follow the pattern. Uh, Second thing is I think pastors need to have messages on um, lust and how to resolve lust um, and pornography and these moral issues. And I think it would be wise to have a message on sexual abuse and how people are damaged. And as a church to actually say, we're here because we want to help you. And if you've been damaged in any way in the past, uh, we have women counselors uh, and men counselors in the church. I call, I, I call them an encouragement team that would come alongside those people and actually lead them in a prayer to resolve those issues. And I, I think for the church, there needs to be two things. I think the leadership needs to communicate that we care about people uh, who have these issues and we want to resolve them and then have individuals trained in the church who can actually lead people in a prayer to resolve those issues of sexual abuse and lead people to moral freedom by helping them to confess and repent of their past moral sin. Yeah, thank you. We are on the phone with Mr. John Regeer, Caring for the Heart Ministries, and we'll give you a couple phone numbers now in case you want to write them down. The Amish Voice Conference line, you can listen in to this discussion later and also our previous two Amish Voice Conference lines. That phone number is 641-715-3800. And then it will ask for a PIN number, which is 89752. And Caring for the Heart Ministries, that phone number is 719-572-5550. So if you have a question for Mr. Gear, go ahead. What else would lead men to, as far as ha- having like a pornography addiction? I-, I know some of them are very stressed out, uh, and they feel like nobody likes them, and uh, they just kind of they they just kind of go that to that for uh, uh, like a like a like a stress reliever because that that uh, pornography whatever had had never hurt them, it, it, it never cheated them, and it, it was always there for them. And yeah, I don't know, it's just I I know myself. I mean, yeah. I just I I have that problem. I mean, it's just uh, I have I I've have had that for a long time, and it's just it's just kind of hard to you know quit. And I'm just open to suggestions, and uh, hopefully I'll uh, get out of that eventually. But yeah, I don't know. So what would what would you uh, suggest doing other than praying and going to counseling and stuff like that? Thanks for being open and honest. Uh, It's difficult on the phone, but I appreciate that. The first thing I'm going to say is that what you're describing, um, and we have to understand that being sexually aroused is a good feeling. The problem is if a person is lonely and they're using sex to meet that need, they're going to keep going back to it regularly every day, numerous times a day because their lonely feeling is connected to that sexual fulfillment. Um, or if a person has emotional damage where they feel rejected, they'll feel loved, they'll feel cared for, that emotional pain is going to lead to uh, wanting to cover that, and a person covers that through love. 
Now, what I recommend you do is uh, find someone who can help you, and you're welcome to call our office uh, tomorrow morning and are willing to help you work through those issues. Or you can actually pray by yourself if the problems aren't too difficult uh, for you to walk through. Jesus, I'm using lust to meet my emotional need for love, and I have so much pain that I need to go to lust to actually meet that. Jesus, how was I emotionally damaged or what didn't I receive in my childhood that actually led to uh, what I'm experiencing? A picture of my heart emotionally damaged. Jesus, could you heal my heart from that? Um, and then, Jesus, I want to repent and acknowledge my sin as really focusing on lust and go through and repent of all your sin and ask Jesus to reprogram your heart to find fulfillment in relationships that God designed for you to experience. Um, last week, I just had a, a unique situation where a pastor was in my office and he was genuinely loved by his dad and mom. And I asked him whether he had ever lusted or struggled with pornography, and he said, no, uh, I was loved so much that I never needed anything like that. And it was really interesting. That was the first case I've had where a person was genuinely loved by parents. And what I would recommend that you do is find a church with believers in it that would care about your heart and fulfill your emotional need and let Jesus heal the emotional damage in your heart that you've experienced so that you can be free and just pray that that connection between your need for love and uh, the covering of your pain would be resolved. And Jesus can turn that around through prayer and disconnect that. And don't feel bad if you need help because a lot of people are just a little bit overwhelmed with the issues they've experienced. They need somebody just to sit down and talk with them to understand how they, what happened, the emotional pain, and they can lead you in a prayer to disconnect that. I have a DVD um, that you can purchase, not very much, from our office, and you can call our office in the morning, and Cindy would be glad to uh, make it available to you. And it has to do with um, moral addictions and how you resolve those, and we'd be glad to send that to you uh, if you uh, would like to call tomorrow. It's $10 for that DVD, uh, and that would help you. It explains everything I just explained to you. Plus, it'll have the charts that you need for that as well. Yeah. We want to help you get free, and we're here to care about your heart and what you've experienced, okay? And feel free to contact us if you have any questions in regard to that. All right, thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again, and have a blessed day.